Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hi everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS Women's Health Doctor, and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health. So this is a place where we talk about all the embarrassing and taboo topics about your health and your body. So if you have any questions that you would like answering, please put them in the comments below or feel free to private message me on Instagram at dr.ravina. If you're listening to this as a podcast, feel free to follow us on YouTube at dr.ravina and answer and I can help answer any questions that you have. So Today we will be discussing a topic that is so popular. I can't even tell you how popular this topic is. I think it's probably one of the biggest problems that women deal with. And to be precise, at least about 50% of the population, so one in two women will suffer from this at some point in their life. And what I find super interesting about this topic, is many women will suffer in silence and they won't tell anyone about pain that they're enduring. They just grit their teeth, they get on with their day, get on with their life, get on with their job, carry on being mothers, daughters, sisters, and they don't always talk about how significant this problem is. And that is painful periods. So medically, this is known as dysmenorrhea. So there are two types of dysmenorrhea. You have primary and then you have secondary. And we will discuss the difference between both of those. And then we'll go on to talking about other symptoms that you can get with dysmenorrhea. So yes, some people get painful periods, but alongside the painful periods, you can also get loads of other symptoms. So we will go into all of those. And then after that, we'll talk about some of the treatments for primary dysmenorrhea, as well as treatments for secondary dysmenorrhea. And uh, those are a lot more specific. So let us begin. So what is primary dysmenorrhea, also known as painful periods? Why is it primary? Okay, so the reason why it's primary is because women and girls will start their period during puberty between ages 12 and up to uh, age 18. And during this period, your periods will start and they will start to regulate. Now you may not actually experience painful periods at this stage and they may actually develop a little bit later on. Um, so if it's a primary dysmenorrhea, your painful periods will typically start within one to two years of you first starting your period. So if you first have um, a period at age 12, then you may not actually experience painful periods until age 14. And that's very typical in primary dysmenorrhea. So why is it that some people have really painful periods whilst other people can just go through their time of the month with such a breeze, it doesn't affect them, they can do runnings and running and sport and do all the activities that they normally do, and they're able to continue their job without any pain. So why is there a difference between each woman? And the reason is, medically, um, first of all, no one actually knows, but one of the reasons may be due to the fact that some women have more of a chemical in their body 
called prostaglandins compared to someone else. So prostaglandins are chemicals that are released in your body uh, due to many different reasons. So they can be re released due to stress, um, during your time of the month, they're released when you're exercising. But when you're on your time of the month, prostaglandins are released into the uterine wall. So that's the wall of your uterus and it contracts, it contracts the muscle of your womb. And your womb has a muscular layer. And when that contracts, it helps to shed the lining of your womb out. And that contraction can be quite strong and quite painful, especially if you have lots of prostaglandins, that's gonna induce a stronger push, a stronger contraction, and lead to a lot of abdominal pain, which can not only be in the tummy, but can also radiate into your back, down into your groin, into your legs and it can be really, really uncomfortable. And so the reason is thought that some women just produce a greater prostaglandin response, therefore have a stronger muscular contraction. The prostaglandin that we're talking about that specifically affects the uterus is PGFX2. So that stands for prostaglandin FX2. And the reason why that's really important is because lots of research is being done specifically for that prostaglandin, because if we can find treatment to target that prostaglandin specifically, that can help so many women with their, with their painful periods. Now, what we also know that's quite interesting is that when a woman goes through her life, if, they, if a woman goes through any significant event like childbirth or pregnancy, delivering a baby, um, having any change in her periods, going through menopause, then this pain may change and it can get better, worse, or stay the same. So any significant change to your pelvic organs can change the, the painfulness of your period. And that's also related to the amount of prostaglandins that are released into your uterine wall. So that's why many people suffer from primary dysmenorrhea. So let's now talk about secondary dysmenorrhea. And that is also painful periods, but the reason why it's secondary is because it's usually due to an underlying reason. And this won't occur within one to two years of you first having your period, but can occur many years later. And we know that if this is the case, then we need to do some further digging, some further investigations, do transvaginal ultrasound scans, uh, take some blood tests, and perhaps even do invasive um, procedures like um, a laparoscopy, which is where we uh, do keyhole surgery and insert some cameras into the tummy so that we can have a look, look inside. And we can do that if we're worried about things like endometriosis. The symptoms of secondary dysmenorrhea are slightly different to primary because the pain typically happens three to four days before you start your period. Whereas in primary, you generally get a very intense pain on the first day of your period and it has a potential to increase more than the 21st, 24 hours, but generally it's in the first 24 hours where you get the most pain. With the secondary dysmenorrhea, painful periods, the common causes are things like endometriosis, adenomyosis, and I will be doing a video on each of these specifically because they're very big conditions, there's lots to talk about and many people suffer from them, so I will do a separate topic on that. Um, fibroids, 
and um, that's another important topic to talk about. And the last common uh, reason for secondary dysmenorrhea is pelvic inflammatory disease. And this is an inflammatory process in your pelvis, usually secondary to sexually transmitted infections. So it's really important to try and avoid STIs if you can with using um, condoms. And if you do end up having an STI, we can treat it very easily. So make sure you seek help from a GP or a, any healthcare professional to get some antibiotics to treat the STI because an STI, an infection can spread into your uterus and cause a pelvic inflammatory disease, which can make your period super, super painful. So those are the most common reasons for secondary dysmenorrhea. So now let's talk about some of the other symptoms you can get alongside painful periods. Typically you'll get the painful periods in the first 24 hours, but you can also get an extension of the pain that goes throughout your period for more than 24 hours. That's very common. You may also get some symptoms of fainting, headaches, uh, you may feel quite weak. You may feel like you just need to lie down because you're completely exhausted. And then you can also get some PMS type symptoms. So feeling bloated, enlarged breasts, breasts that are tender, um, your skin might not be great at the time. So those are very common symptoms associated with painful periods. And leading on from, from that, it's not just the painful periods that are affecting us. There are so many different symptoms that affect our whole body. So that's why I think if women are suffering with painful periods, they shouldn't be sitting at home and worrying about it silently. They need to come and talk to someone about it and seek some help. So let's move on to the treatment of dysmenorrhea. So for primary dysmenorrhea as well as secondary, we can use first line is simple pain relief. So things like paracetamol is very effective. If that doesn't help, the next thing we can move on to is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. And this is like ibuprofen. And the reason why ibuprofen works so well is because it works directly in reducing the prostaglandins in the uterus. So by reducing those prostaglandins, we'll reduce the contraction of the muscle that you have in the womb, which stops that cramping sensation that you get in your lower abdomen and the pain that you can get in the area. NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, are great with this. And there's another drug in the same drug group called methanoic acid, which works also, in fact, probably better than ibuprofen in reducing this pain. Other things that work really well are exercise, Exercise is great because it increases your happy hormones like serotonin and endorphins that actually suppress the pain response that you have in the body. So it's harder for you to feel the pain from the prostaglandins if you're exercising. Another thing that can help is heat. So getting a hot water bottle, putting it on your lower back, in your tum on your tummy, that's really good with reducing the strength of the contractions. Other things you can do is bed rest, just taking it easy, lying down, having a little bit of rest can also really, really help. Maybe just having a sleep. I know that having a nap when I have PMS symptoms, having a nap and just lying down when I have really painful periods is absolutely a godsend. After I've had like a nap for an hour, I feel fresh. I feel like my pain is much better. And it's just so funny how simple things like just resting can do such good things for your body. So um, I personally am an advocate for resting. And then talking a little bit more about like medical things. So if the pain is so bad that you've tried all the things that I've already mentioned and actually nothing's helping, 
then we can suggest um, an oral contraceptive pill. And the way this works is that you're taking it every, every day of the month and accept your pill-free break, and that's suppressing your hormones, it's suppressing your cycle, so you're not having um, a regular bleed, you're having a withdrawal bleed, so you won't get the same pain. If you, you might get a bit of pain initially, and over time that pain gets better. The reason is also because it reduces the prostaglandins, so you don't get that strong contraction that you normally get uh, during that time of the month. So oral contraceptive pill is great. And then when we're talking a little bit more about the secondary causes of dysmenorrhea, it's really important we just get right down to the root of the problem. What is it that's causing the pain down below? So if it's endometriosis, we have treatments like the oral contraceptive pill, the marina coil. We can also think about some surgery and, and some laser ablation to zap off the, the areas of um, endometrial tissue that's causing the pain. If it's things like fibroids, then we can think about how to shrink the fibroid to reduce um, the pain experience during your, your menstrual cycle. Um, surgery is also an option. There's also something called uh, uterine artery embolization, which is where you cut the bloodstream of the fibroid and that basically stops the pain that you get from the fibroid because you're shrinking it. And finally, for all causes of um, painful periods, the approach that we have to take is holistic. We need to make sure that not only are we giving you medication, but we're also dealing with the stress that you're having in your life, dealing with having a good diet, having good exercise, doing it often, doing it regularly, having intense activity at times. And by targeting all these different areas in your life can actually reduce the pain response that you feel uh, during that time of the month. If you have any tips that you've experienced and definitely help for you, please share them in the comments below because I'm sure that you have gone through this and you're an expert of your own body and what you have tried may actually help other women. So feel free to um, drop any comments and let us know your thoughts on this video and we will catch you next time. Take care, bye.